This is Self-Awareness for Everyone, a weekly journey into applied guidance for mindfulness. I'm your host, MJ Bleehart, storyteller, author, creative, and lifelong learner. I'll be your guide through conscious reality creation, simple mindfulness tools available to everyone to empower greater control of life's experiences and other applications of unselfish self-awareness. This week's episode, Life is too short not to do what, be with, who you love. Let's talk about something that's really uncomfortable, okay? And that is death. Unfortunately, like it or not, that's how it concludes. You will not live forever. Nobody lives forever. Death is terrifying for a lot of people because it is full to overflowing of the unknown. Does it all stop? Does everything just end? Is it like going endlessly to sleep and experiencing nothing afterwards? Nobody knows. It's one of those things that you're not going to know until you get there. And even with recounted tales of near-death experiences and people who've died and come back, a lot of it is questionable. The way I look at it is this. We have a finite amount of time in these bodies, in these meat suits we occupy, and we can spend what time we have fearing what is to come, lamenting what we don't have, focusing on all the bad, all the bits and pieces that are just not how we would desire for them to be, or knowing that this time is finite and limited. Are we doing the things that we love? Are we spending the time with the people that we love. Now, each of us generally does a little bit of this here and there. We do some things we love, we spend time with people we love, but a lot of us are caught up in the treadmill of expectation, of what other people believe is supposed to be how we are all supposed to live. Let's face it, to most people, the standard life, especially here in the United States, is you get up in the morning, you go to work. You spend eight hours a day at work. Doesn't matter if you like it or not. You do it because you have to do it. Then you go home and you either veg in front of the TV for a few hours or you do some sort of an evening extracurricular activity and then go to bed and repeat it the next day. Maybe over the weekend you get to spend some time doing what you truly love, but you might also have things to do like run errands and do chores and take care of this, that, or the other thing. The point is this. If all you do is spend the majority of your time unhappy and not doing the things you love or being with the people that you love, why? Yes, I know that we all need to earn money so that we can have the existences we desire. We all need to be able to buy the things we need. A lot of us get caught up in needing things that we don't actually need. We think we need certain things, but by and large, we need less than we think. Now, I'm not against having really cool things. I'm not against having toys. God knows I have more than enough of them myself. There are lots of little things that I like and enjoy, but some of them are part of what I love and part of what I do that I love. Knowing that we only have a very limited amount of time to enjoy, to experience, to be and do all the things that we have in this life, why are we waiting? What are we waiting for? Lots of people talk about doing something after they retire, or they talk about doing it after they lose 50 pounds, or they talk about doing it after X, Y, or Z. There is some sort of 
a thing they put there, an obstacle that must be overcome before they will do that thing that they would love or spend time with that person they'd really like to spend time with. And yet, all sorts of things can and will happen that'll mess you up and throw you off, and we totally ignore that. If not now, why not now? What are we waiting for? Why are we all so hell-bent on the unimportant minutia of these, that, and the other thing that just doesn't actually matter when all is said and done? Yes, when we are living more in the here and now, we are better able to make choices and decisions to live as fully as we can and do what we love and be who we love to be with. But, you might say, there's not enough time. I have to do this. I have to do that. I have these obligations. I have to work my job. I have to do these things. It's just not possible. Well, if that's what you believe, congratulations. That's what you're going to get. Yes, I know that's harsh. And that's not the entire truth, because you can't just wish something into being without putting effort into it. This is where some of the more interesting, hooky, spooky notions of conscious reality creation and the secret and the law of attraction, get completely messed up because they create this illusionary concept that all you have to do is think it, will it, ask for it, and it's done. Not so, okay? You have to put effort into it. You've got to give it attention. You've got to give it intention. You have to act towards it. But time, time is an illusion, but it's still fleeting because time is going to move in one form or another. Now, I recently read something talking about two very different functions of time. One was what they called Newtonian, and the other Einsteinian. Newtonian time is the linear time that we're all familiar with. It's cause and effect. It's here to there to then. On the other hand, you get Einsteinian time, which is utterly nonlinear, and it's fluid. It's quantum It doesn't work in the ways that you expect time should work, and it's based upon your perception of it. That's why sometimes it feels like a second has passed when hours have passed, and conversely, why it feels like sometimes hours have passed and like seconds have passed. It all depends. It's all relative, and it's all a matter of perception. One of my all-time favorite quotes about time came from Noel Coward's Blythe Spirit. His mystic, Madame Arcati, said, and I quote, Time is the reef upon which all our frail mystic ships are wrecked. Often we run into time as an obstacle. It becomes this thing that we create that, because it's not real and it's frail and mystic, we wreck ourselves upon it. We say there isn't enough time. We don't have the ability because we don't have the time. And before you know it, time is your enemy. And, hey, suddenly I'm old. Suddenly things don't work the way they used to. How is it that this has all come to pass? Where was I? How did I get lost like this? What's more, there are elements of our lives that we have very little control over, and sometimes none whatsoever. Random happenstance occurs. Circumstances that were not expected come up and bite you. Things that you don't desire occur. Before you know it, you've got a flat tire, or you get fired from your job, or you get dumped from your relationship, 
or something worse happens that you didn't expect. And then all of a sudden, your time is completely messed up. But not only is your time messed up, but aspects of who, what, where, how, and why you desire to be get messed up. And so before you know it, rather than spending time doing the things you love or being with the people that you love, you're caught up in these other things that when all is said and done might not actually matter. Now that's not to say that there aren't times when there are things that we must do that are obligations and necessities that we're not going to enjoy. It's not time doing things we love or being with people we desire to be with. And you know what? That's okay too. It's a part of life. Nobody, and I mean nobody, is happy all the time. Nobody's always content. Nobody's always in any given state. They're also not always miserable. They're not always wanting. People flux because the world is in constant fluctuation. Part of that is because the one and only constant in the entire universe is change. Just because something is away right now doesn't mean it's not going to change tomorrow or five minutes from now or a year from now. You just don't know. And because this is what it is, we get caught up in all sorts of bizarre places that we often don't really desire to be. We're suddenly doing all these things that we actually have no desire whatsoever to do. And we're obligated because of what? A sense of what? A lot of times you're trying to live up to somebody else's beliefs about who you are, what and where and why and how you should be. To analyze that requires mindfulness. But before we get into mindfulness, I want to talk about something else, which is love. Who you love and what you love to do are not romantic necessarily. We often romanticize love. We approach love as being this grandiose, glorious thing that you get as a reward for, I don't know, take your pick. Before you know it, love becomes this overarching concept that's put on a pedestal, making it almost unreachable. It becomes so difficult to attain and to spend time with and to have that before you know it, you're wondering where it all went. You lose track of yourself, and it's way too easy to relegate love to just family and romantic partners, but it is so, so, so much more than that. Love is life. Love is experience. Love is having that moment where you suddenly go, ah, yeah, I feel good, or even, yeah, I'm here, and I'm glad I'm here. Or you're just content with no thought whatsoever. You're just present and enjoying what you have. Love is recognizing that the universe is infinite. Recognizing that abundance is everywhere. Love is not just about romance. It's not just about relationships. It's about way, way, way more. Love is the rain falling from the sky and watering the plants. Love is the sun beating down on you and warming you. Love is all sorts of mystical things, and I could get all kinds of poetic about this, but the point is that love is greater than anything else in the universe. And it's not just this romantic notion. It's a sensation of pure positivity, of amazingness and awesomeness that can empower you in ways nothing else can empower you. 
One of the best ways to recognize this and to understand and see if you are spending more time with the people you love and doing the things you love is via mindfulness. Gee, this is a surprise. I'm talking about mindfulness on self-awareness for everyone. The point is this. Mindfulness is the key to just about everything you want when it comes to being who you desire to be and empowering yourself to take it and give it to yourself requires you to be actively consciously aware. And that is done via mindfulness. To gain that control, to become consciously aware of yourself requires you simply to know here and now who, what, where, how, and why you are. Now, I'm not saying you're going to know all of it, but you can easily become consciously aware, actively mindful with questions such as, what am I thinking? What am I feeling? How am I feeling? What am I doing? What do I intend here? Each of these questions can only genuinely be answered in the now. And the now is important to this because the only time that's really, truly real is right now, just this moment as it passes, when you are consciously aware and physically present and mentally present all at the same time, you are in the now. And that is the real time at which you can say, yes, this around me is currently real. Because here's the thing, the past has come and gone. And we often color the past based upon our false impressions based upon old outdated of emotions out of things like beliefs and values and all sorts of rose-colored notions that might have nothing to do with what actually came and went. Our biases, our prejudices, our judgments alter and impact how we view the past. Similarly, the future is made up of unknowns. Always in motion is the future, Yoda told us, and he's right, because change being the one and only constant in the universe, you have no control over what the future will bring. Now, that's not to say you can't do things here and now to impact the future and to bring you into places where getting to the future you most desire is possible. In fact, if you don't have goals for your life, you're not really moving with purpose and direction. And while time is quantum, more than it's linear. While I believe more in the Einsteinian concept of time than the Newtonian concept of time, we as a race believe in the linear time. And it's very hard to divorce yourself from this idea and see time as being the weebly wobbly ball of stuff as described by the doctor in Doctor Who. But that's a much more accurate descriptive of what time truly is. It's all about the observer. It's all about you looking at time and recognizing that it doesn't always work the way you think it does or that everybody else thinks it does. It's got its progression. The sun rises and sets. The days change. Day gives way to night, etc. That's time. That's linear time. And it's part of our existence. But the actual time as it works is much more Einsteinian. All right, I've totally gone off on a tangent here. But when it comes to finding the time to do what you love, to be with who you love, this is something that you should give much more priority to because you only have so much to give when it comes to your life. If you spend the majority of your time miserable, if you spend most of your time unhappy, it's time to ask yourself, is this really what I'm here for? 
Nobody is here just to subsist. Nobody is here to merely exist. We are all here to experience, to have experiences, and to see what this life can offer. And a part of that is doing what you love and spending time with the people that you love. And if you're not doing enough of that now, then when will you do that? What can you do to find, create, and make more time for what truly matters to you? Let's get into this week's Applied Guidance for Mindfulness tool. This is a very, very simple tool. I'd like you to get out a pen and paper or sit down at a computer and type this out, but either way, here's what this week's tool is. Write down who and what you love. Everything, no matter how seemingly insignificant, doesn't matter if it's tangible or intangible, doesn't matter if it's material or immaterial, write it down. Anything that you believe that you love, person, place, thing, whatever, go ahead and write it down. For example, here's part of my list. Storytelling, writing blogs, recording my podcast, reading books, time with my wife, time with friends and family, taking walks and going on hikes, medieval fencing, sunlight, starry nights, a steady rain, my cats, dogs, chocolate, coffee, birdsong, drives in my car. Now that's just a partial list of the things that I love and the people that I love. But when you write this down, you will see that if it's not taking up a lot of your time, what can you do to alter it? Take a look at your list. How much of what's on it have you experienced today? Have you spent time doing those things you love? Have you spent time with those people that you love? Creating this list On a regular basis is not a bad idea because, change being the only constant in the universe, what you love to do today, who you love today, could very easily change. So repeat this as often as you need to do what and be with who you love more regularly and frequently. And then, see how that makes you feel overall. How empowering is this? Consider what this does for your self-awareness. Think about how conscious reality creation ties into this and how when you have the list of things that you love, people that you love, and you see that you're not giving it enough time, think about how giving it more time would have a positive impact on your life and what can you do to do something with that. Thank you for joining me for this week's Self-Awareness for Everyone. I hope you're enjoying this exploration of applied guidance for mindfulness, conscious reality creation, and working with other tools for optimizing your life experience. If you have any questions or comments, please email me at author at mjbleehart.com. You can go ahead and follow me on social media via Instagram at mjbleehart, on TikTok at mjbleehart72, and on Facebook at bleehartmj. Thank you to the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network for hosting my show. Thank you to Fima Mahoney. She is the phenomenal creator of my original cover art. Please do me a favor and take a moment to see her amazing work in her Etsy shop at Talia's Inspirations. Please pay a visit to my blogs, The Ramblings of the Titanium Dawn at titaniumdawn.com, as well as at mjbleehart.medium.com, and check out my ever-growing number of published sci-fi and fantasy novels over on Amazon. 
I hope you're discovering how self-awareness works hand in hand with mindfulness and can be applied to improve not only your life experience, but potentially that of the people around you. Be kind, compassionate, and your own self-aware creator, whatever form that takes. And please be mindful that you are ultimately worthy and deserving of being the best you that you can be. Namaste. Thank you.